Hello, Shred the Spread listeners. Um, we unfortunately ran into some audio recording deficiencies, uh, so you will hear the very beginning of Donnell's voice. For some reason, it didn't capture the rest of his voice, although our recording of the voice said everything was backed up. Um, so, you will get the brief introduction of the podcast. Uh, we will begin to go over all of our picks, and then unfortunately, I will have to cut out to just where I am talking for the second half of the episode um, but we will be back together. We'll make sure the Pick Saturday episode has both of our takes, both of our locks, both of our choices. Um, again, I apologize for the audio inconvenience, but we will do our best to make sure next episode has all of our takes in it. So, again, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Shred the Spread podcast, episode 24, Preview Thursday. If you're new, thanks for tuning in. If you're returning, thanks for coming back. I am your host, Jared, and as always, on Preview Thursday, we are joined by the man, the myth, the legend, my right-hand man of sports betting, Dinell. What's going on, man? Welcome back. Yes, sir. What is going on, man? Glad to be back, man. Ready for another fresh week. You know, we had a we had a very... uh cold wintry week last week man we um we uh, speak I for yourself a, yeah right we, we missed a little bit on those locks man uh fuck you jets you know cost me money exactly. but at the end of the day man look we're, we're ready to bounce back i was lucky enough to hit some uh some basketball parlays this past weekend man so you know we're trying to transfer that luck to this week man hopefully we can uh we can get bring some money back home this week yeah, man, you uh, you definitely had some solid hits in NBA, so uh, you had a little bit more units to uh, deploy on NFL. Um, you know, really, we were a bad beat of the Jets from being extremely profitable. Um, you know, I hit the Jet, I hit the Giants plus two. Obviously, that ended in a tie. I hit the Niners minus three and a half, which I I said was my favorite bet of the week. Um, Brock Purdy came in, scared the shit out of me, but handled business. Um, but then I also love the Bengals plus two and a half. I was eyeing them all week. You were also on yeah, them. Yeah, uh, man, Bengals won outright. You know, we're following trends here. We see that the Bengals have uh, Patrick Mahomes' number, and you know this isn't just something that you can heal overnight. Like, we statistically, the Chiefs' defense, their Achilles' heel is the passing, the passing defense. So uh, we're riding those trends. Um, so I mean, we were we were a Jets cover away, which they had so. Many opportunities to cover. They should so have beat the Vikings. Eight plays ah, within Garrett the 15 Wilson. in the fourth quarter with under two minutes left, man. That, Dude, that was agonizing. the Jets had almost Four like, plays on the one. Yeah, the Jets had almost 500 yards of offense and lost. Like, unfucking real But, you know, if Jets cover, we're looking at a huge day. Obviously, uh, on last episode, Dino and I mentioned that we'd be in Atlantic City. Um, you know, I still had a p- very profitable week because I did unload on the Niners and Bengals in the late game after the Jets kind of uh, gave me a sour taste in the early games. But, you know, at the end of the night, the units came home. That's all that matters. Uh, teaser missed by the Titans, and I was said it last week. I said, you know what? This line just seems fishy. Why did this line go from two all the way up to six and then come back down? Like I said, the Titans scared me all week, and I said that line just seems really fishy, so be careful. So I hope you guys didn't. I mean, the the, the Titans were probably the most public play last week, and that's mainly why I stayed off of them. Um, I threw threw them in the teaser just because it just felt like a good spot. Vrabel, we talk about Vrabel as an underdog. We thought it was a really good value. We're getting about two possessions. Um, Obviously, that didn't work out. And then the money line round robin. uh, I mean, 
the Texans had a chance to win that game. They let up zero offensive touchdowns. The Texans lost and let up zero offensive touchdowns. Uh, Giants tied and, and Jets couldn't. They just should have won. So, you know, we said this this was, last week was a rough week. Um, you know, we said played a little bit later. Uh, you know, we but we nailed the Bengals. We said how much we loved the Bengals, and then I loved the Niners. So we had some really good calls. Um, this week, you know, when I first started looking at it, you know, right before we hop in, because we do have about 12, 13 games to cover, so we're going to just go over all these games briefly as we always do. Um, this game, for some reason, I'm seeing crystal clear. Um, this is one of my favorite weeks that I've, I've kind of had this week circled. And generally speaking, when there's a lot of buys, there's less games, so that's, it's harder to handicap the week. But for some reason, these matchups just look really good. Uh, you know, we're seeing some some of these games are you know, you know, repetitive. Like we're seeing some of these ga- like the uh, the Browns and Bengals, the Jets and Bills. Uh, you know, we're seeing some you know rematches, and you know this kind of helps in the handicap. We're seeing a lot of these better teams, you know, making these playoff pushes. Uh, you know, road do- road favorites are going to cover a little bit more, so. Um, you know, we're going to get right into it. We're going to talk about all these games. Um, but yeah, so let's hop right into Thursday night football, Dinell. The Raiders, who I told you to take instead of the Chargers, but whatever. Uh, the Raiders <laughs> are heading to the Rams. The Raiders are six and a half point road favorites. The total for this game is 43 and a half. Uh, Rams just claimed Baker Mayfield off of waivers. They said there's a chance that he could play in this game, which I think is Unfucking real and unbelievable. Believable. Dude. Unbelievable. Believe it or not, I mean, obviously, it's the only game that's going to be on, but if Baker Mayfield is playing in this, dude, I will be locked in, ready to watch to see. Because, like, you know, although this isn't a great offensive weapon team right now, he's missing, like, every single playmaker available to him. He's getting the opportunity to play under Sean McVay, and we know McVay is a great coach. We know he's a genius. Um, So we'll see what he does. Uh, I mean, at this standpoint, the Rams, I don't know what they're playing for, so I'd be extremely surprised if they were to throw Baker Mayfield out there. Uh, you know, it could ultimately be for shits and googles at this point. But, I mean, if we take a side here, you, I mean, you have to take the you have to take the, the road favorite in the Raiders. Like, we're getting them at less than the touchdown. Um, how, can we, how can we take the points with this Rams team? I know, um, you know, I was saying how I was liking the Rams against the Seahawks last week. But, you know, the Seahawks just played really, really, really bad football. And we're seeing the Raiders' offensive kind. Like their offense is starting to find their identity again. They're putting up points. Obviously, it's their we're defense they're wor- that we're worried about. But the Rams aren't going to sit here and put up 20 points. So what, do you, what are you thinking just on that Thursday night game? Well, first thing I'm thinking is fuck the Raiders to this day. To this day, it's fuck day. the Raiders. But, um... What what but what you're saying is correct. You you can't take the Rams plus plus six and a half points here. It's it's one thing after a while where it's like like I said, the Raiders defense is atrocious. Um, they have actually shared some things up the past couple of weeks, which actually led to their success. Um, the offense still produces points, and that's kind of like the biggest key here in this game is they produce points. Um, I don't know if Aaron Donald's coming back. Um, I don't know if Aaron Donald's coming back this game, but especially this game without Aaron Donald, you're talking about an, a high-powered offense against, honestly, if you, I, I don't like saying this. I, I probably, I shouldn't, I'm not going to say that. But 
Jalen Ramsey has having an off year, I would say. I mean, there's a lot of plays I've seen Jalen yeah. Ramsey kind of get beat. And this, and we're at this point now where it's Devontae Adams out there. I mean, Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. Derek Carr loves him. Um, Josh Jacobs still continues to run the ball right down the throat. It's it it seems like it just seems as if you know the off this the offense here is going to overpower the Rams offense. I mean, the Rams offense has no synchro, no synchronization, no chemistry. Baker, I mean, think about it. They're about to run up Baker Mayfield out there. This will be his first game out. Know how long in a new system? Um, was it Bryce Perkins? You know, was flat. Overall, this offense is flat, and there's no no weapons out there. There's no Cooper Cup. There's no Matthew Stafford. The line shitty. So yeah, you 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 have no choice but to take the road road favor here in the Raiders yeah. or lean that way. To the yeah, Raiders. there's there's no way we can take the points of the Rams. They're just a bad. They're just bad right now. Uh, you know, you don't really know what you're gonna get. So. Uh, we don't really need to spend too much time on this, you know. I I probably will be staying away from this game, uh, most likely, uh, just because it's just it's just a shitty spot. Um, but I'll definitely be intrigued to see if they throw Baker Mayfield out there or not. Um, the next game we're gonna move on to yeah, another one we really to. don't have to spend much time on. Uh, the Texans plus sixteen and a half at the Cowboys. Um, I mean, you know. The Cowboys just they're cruising. Granted, they did the Colts kept that game close, but you know, it got ugly in the fourth quarter. Uh but you know, we, I've been saying that the Bucks are going to have to adjust to how shitty this Texans team is. And you know, as ironic as it is, like, you know, you have to say to yourself in an NFL situation, you know, you either have to bet the Texans plus 16 and a half or not bet this game at all because laying 16 half 16 and a half points in any single game regardless of who's playing is insanity so you know can the cowboys cover this number absolutely will i be betting the cowboys to cover this number hell to the no uh we saw the eagles struggle to cover that what it was like 13 or 14 and a half against the texans um you know, the Eagles were kind of playing at a different level than they are now. Uh, Cowboys offense has kind of found its own. You know, Tony Pollard's extremely explosive. But, you know, I mean, d- dude, like, do you even do you even have an option to take a side here? Like, this is just this just screams, like, stay the hell away. Because, like, who even wants to yeah. watch this <clears> shit? <throat> well, let me get a coin. Let me flip it around. Um, Jared, you want heads or tails? Uh, tails. All right, let's see. Um, it's heads. Um, yeah, it's heads. So, um, pick whoever you want heads to be, honestly, at this point. That's what the <laughs> fuck it's going to be. It's going to basically be a 50-50 flip of a coin. Um, hope and pray. I mean, basically, no matter what side you pick, you're hoping and praying. Okay, I hope and pray that the Cowboys blow them out. Well, I kind of hope and pray that the Texans kind of keep, plus, you know, cover 17 and a half. I mean, if, if I were to have to say, if I have to pick a lean, I will pick, honest to God, you know, and you know I love the points, but I would honestly do the tech. I mean, I would honestly do the Cowboys minus seventeen and a half. That's the lean wise. But here's the reason why, man. Um, the Cowboys are at least one team I know that I've seen beat up on shitty teams. I mean, they went out there and put up thirty three points in the fourth quarter against the Colts, which is ridiculous. I mean, other teams have kept it close with the Colts all year long, but they went in there and they blew them out the water in the fourth quarter. They blew the Vikings out the water 40-3, to which is absolutely surprising. I mean, that was your best bet of the year. I mean, that was your bet of the year. The fucking week, that was a year. He just he can't get sh- can't do shit behind that shitty offensive line. Like, I, 
This is like one of those. This is one of those spots where it's like you know how like with a big total or a big point spread, you're like, oh, they can backdoor cover, dude. This, th- I mean, that they're so fucking bad. I'm worried about the the Cowboys front door covering. They just get you know some bullshit. Like they're not even trying to win, but like they're just running the ball and Pollard breaks away for an 80 yard touchdown. Like it's just they're just so damn bad. I'm just gonna stay away. Like it's just I'm not laying that huge of a number, but I'm also not I'm not even confident to give up 16 half because. There is a there is a point where I could text you on Sunday and be like, damn, Cowboys up 21-0 in the first quarter, and the bet is sealed, done, and it's over. Uh, but yeah, dude, this is just an ugly game. <laughs> I will be staying away. I uh, will not be watching it. Um, you know, a shitty team versus an explosive team. Like, you know, what could go wrong? Cowboys could win this game by 40, but uh, yeah, definitely not on my bet list. But let's move to a game. Yeah, let's move to a game where... I love this spot, and call me fucking crazy, but we got a rematch of the, I believe it was a Monday or Thursday night game. Um, I got it wrong, and I understand why I got it wrong now, but I'm back. I'm on the right side. Browns plus six against the Bengals. For some reason, the Browns' defense, the for some reason the Browns' defense just matches up well against what the Bengals want to do. I think Joe Burrow is 0-4 against the Browns straight up. Not even against the spread. He has I don't think he's beaten the Browns. And it's some for, it's some way or fashion that the Browns scheme up against the Bengals that slows Joe Burrow down. We saw it in the first time they played. The Bengals could not move the fucking ball. And the Browns are only three and a half point underdogs. This line should be four. Why is it at six? Everybody is going to be on the Bengals because they just beat the Chiefs. The Browns are at plus six. Deshaun Jack or Deshaun Watson, I understand he played very sloppy last week. But, you know, this is a big game. Uh, this is a prove-it game. Deshaun Watson, after last game, you know he's got a chip on his shoulder because he played piss poor. Um, you know, we know the Browns can run it down the Bengals' throats. We know the Bengals, their run defense has not been tremendous this year. Why is this number at six, and which way do you lean? I think I think I'm more so betting on the Browns' defensive scheme against the Bengals here. Um, you know, I'm just going to take the points because this should be like three and a half, four. So I feel like we're getting two points of value just because of how rough the Browns' offense looked last last week, and the Bengals going to be you know overly inflated just because they beat the the Chiefs. So uh, I'm a, I lean the the Browns plus six here. Yeah. And a little bit of foreshadowing. There is a division game I love, and it's it's you know it's gonna hurt me. But um, moving to uh, actually an, another division game here. This is the one I was talking about. But we have the Jets plus nine and a half heading to Buffalo. Uh, total for this game is forty three and a half points. <sighs> Jets, dude, don't let that score at the end of the game versus the Vikings stray you away. The Jets' offense was very. Good. They just could not turn those drives into touchdowns. They were settling for field goals. They had to go for it. Like they should have had at least. I mean, worst case scenario, they should have had at least fourteen more points. They should have won that game. Um, the Vikings. I'm sorry. I'm still not sold to them. I don't care what their record is. They're the luckiest team in the NFL. They have the they have the lowest uh, point differential for like a whatever their record is team. Uh, it's just it's just sad. Um, but regardless, Jets getting nine and a half here is ridiculous. 
is ridiculous. We see Josh Allen. I know he makes highlight plays, but we know that elbow is not 100%. We know he is reckless with the ball. We know he makes a play or two, but he does give the ball away. He's, He's prone to turnovers, and this Jets defense slows him down, and they thrive off of it. You know, we got to remember, the Jets beat the Bills last time they played. And we're getting nine and a half? Please tell me how you can lay nine and a half points with the Bills here. You can't. I mean, if you bet this game, you have to take the nine and a half with the Jets, right? Yeah, like, we got to back the Jets. They just put up 500 fucking yards on the Vikings. And they had chances to win. Like, it's just... We're not asking the we're not asking the Jets to win here. We're just asking them to keep it competitive within ten points. That's it. Um, I lean Jets plus nine and a half early. Um, we'll see how this line moves um, because that number is so big. I imagine it's got to drop, but who freaking knows? Um, so, oh yeah. So trend of this week is obviously division games, and we have another division game. We have a NFC East matchup. We have the Eagles traveling to the Giants. The Giants are seven-point home underdogs, and my God, is this a great spot to bet on the Giants. We have the Giants coming off a, I would say, a disappointing tie. Um, They were up, I think they were up by like six or seven in that fourth quarter or whatever the hell it was. Um, You know, they let the, yeah, they let the commanders claw their way back, uh, you know they had a chance to win in overtimes. So this was that was a that was a kind of a, a de- deflating tie in a sense for the Giants. The, that win would have been huge. Um, Giants, you know, we know that we know Eagles showed last week that they can stop the run, but that was more so that they got out to an early lead, um, and Tannehill went basically to throwing the ball. They went away from the run with Derrick Henry. Um, so we didn't really get to see the full extent of if that game stayed competitive because the Titans' defense couldn't stop shit. Um, but we have the Giants who run the ball pretty well. Saquon looks really good this year, um, and we're getting a full seven points at home. Dude, I am all over, and I know it hurts to say because I'm an Eagles fan, but I am all over this fucking Giants plus seven. It just, do- it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, why is this number so high? Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, the the the. Gi- Oh <laughs> no, my fault. Um, yeah, Giants, dude. They just they're playing like they've been a, kind of in a slump the past couple weeks. They kind of started looking a little bit better last week, but you know this is a game that they have circled. Obviously, it's division game. We saw it with the Commanders last week. The Commanders' defense is a no pushover. Um, obviously, Eagles probably have a little bit more of an edge on defense, but you know seven points is way too much in a division game. Um, I see this probably being honestly an, e- an Eagles win by a field goal, maybe two field goals. Um, which would be the difference, um, but we got to remember Giants are at home, um, division game. It just checks all the boxes of what you want when you div- when you bet, especially a home dog in the division. So I'm all over the Giants plus seven. Um, so <laughs> we got another good game, another division game. Jaguars plus three and a half traveling to Tennessee to face the Titans after a piss poor loss to the Eagles. Uh, the Traylon Burks stuff is kind of up in the air. Um, I don't, I, I didn't check the extent of the injury report, but after the hit he took last week, I'm assuming his availability is questionable for this week. 
Um, I don't know if you saw anything on that. I'm trying to pull it up just really quick while I'm talking. Traylon Burks. Yeah, he's still questionable. Um, but the Jaguars just looked so freaking bad last week, dude. And I know when we were on the preview show last week, I was kind of like saying, like, I don't know. This could be a good spot for the Jags. Ultimately, I ended up betting the Lions. So, you know, I obviously I didn't make the Jaguars an official pick or anything. But, you know, while we were betting, I ended up taking the line just because I got that feeling. Um and I have that weird feeling with the Titans this week. I think this is a really good spot for the Titans. Titans minus three and a half. Um, you know, I'm really wishing we could get this number to three. I I don't necessarily see it getting that low, but uh, what do, what do you look at in this game? Yeah, and when when I'm when I'm taking the Titans here, it's mainly because the Titans struggle against teams that can put up a shit ton of points. Um, and because if once they go down a lot early, they go away from the run game, and obviously Derrick Henry is their identity. Um, do I see the Jaguars jumping up to like a 14, 20 point lead? Absolutely. Not. I think this game is going to stay competitive and then the Titans run away with it in the fourth quarter. Um, but yeah, it's just the Jaguars just look bad versus the, the Lions. But uh, I don't think that's such more of a testament to the Jaguars being shitty. I think the Lions are actually really good. And that's the next game we're going to talk about. The Minnesota Vikings are heading to the Lions. The Lions are two and a half point home favorites the Lions are favorites versus the Vikings everybody in their bald-headed granny is going to be on the Vikings plus two and a half but I tell you right here the Lions win this game they win it convincingly the Lions are going to put up if the Jets put up 480 yards on the Vikings the Lions might put up 580 the Lions offense especially at home we talk about it all the time the Lions at home are one of the toughest teams to beat in the NFL. Week one, they gave the Eagles, who were playing phenomenal football, basically a shootout. It was a fucking shootout in week one. Uh, honestly, like obviously the Eagles came away with you know just a short win, but the Lions put up so many points. We just see it time and time again. The Lions at home put up points, and we're getting a Vikings team that looked rough versus the Jets. Um, not that the Lions defense is anything special, but if it comes to a shootout, it sounds nuts, but I'm going to take the Lions here, you know, 10 times out of 10 versus the Vikings because I think the Lions have 40-point potential, way more than the Vikings have 40-point potential. And the books are saying something. Everybody is looking at this Vikings team and thinking they're going to make like a playoff run and shit. I just don't see it. The Lions are favored at home for a reason. It's because they are the better team at home. In Ford Field, the Lions are a better team than the Vikings, and I will be betting the Lions this week. I love this spot. I know you're probably on the Vikings, but uh, <laughs> let me just hear what you got to say. Yeah, I think I when I said this is a convincing win, I'm t I'm talking about. I would not be surprised if the Lions win by like two touchdowns here. Um, I would not be surprised if this gets ugly. Vegas has this implied total at fifty two and a half. Um, so there's going to be some points. And like I said, if this goes to a damn shootout, give me Detroit all day, especially at home. This isn't in Minnesota. This is at Ford Field where the Lions can put up 40 points as fast as you can blink. Um, so, yeah, dude, I'm glad you agree with me because this is a I think this is going to be a pros versus Joes type of line. A lot of the public's going to be on the Vikings plus two and a half because they see, oh, my God, look at this record. and They're getting points. Something's got to be wrong. Yeah, something is wrong. The fuck, they, the fucking lines are a problem. And imagine betting against the lines the way they've been playing. Give me a break. Give me the lines plus two, minus two, minus two and a half. I can take them all the way up to minus three. No problemo. Uh, another 
I mean, shit, the rest of these games might be... Uh, no, they're not rest division. Um, another divisional matchup, the Ravens traveling to Pittsburgh. Steelers are two and a half home favorites. Total for this game is 37 and a half. Very low. Uh, obviously, Lamar Jackson injury news. Um, we got Kenny Pickett running the offense for the Steelers. George Pickens kind of getting pissed off with his target share. Um, dude, I see an ugly game. Like I see like a very low scoring game. Uh, I could see like a team winning ten to six, ten to seven, thirteen ten. Um, total for this game thirty seven. It's extremely low for a reason. It's because these teams they don't know how the hell they're gonna put up points. Um, so I don't necessarily have a side early on just because you know these teams are extremely similar in the way they play right now. Um, they both rely heavily on the run, short passes. Uh, Steelers probably have better receivers. Um, I don't know, dude. Division game. I think it's going to be a dogfight. Uh, I think Steelers might pull this one out very narrowly, but I have actually a lean on the under 37 points. I just, I just don't see, I just don't see too many touchdowns in this game. Like, I just don't see how five to six touchdowns get on the board. I just see, I just see a messy dogfight, a lot of Justin Tucker field goals, uh, maybe Steelers get in once or twice, but yeah, I'm. I think I'm gonna be under on this under in this game. What do you think? Exactly. Um, moving on to the next game, the Chiefs heading to the Broncos. Broncos are nine and a half home underdogs. This total for the game is 44. Call me crazy, but my God, I'm going to bet the damn Broncos this week. I bet them last week versus the Ravens. I'm going to bet them this week versus the Chiefs. Nine and a half divisional game. It just, it's too many points. You know, I know, I know Patrick Mahomes is just playing incredible, but we've said it before. For some reason with these big numbers, he just doesn't cover. And I saw a stat in like, in December or November, December, whatever the two months are, um, Patrick Mahomes is <laughs> nearly undefeated, but he's 17 and 18 against the spread. So because he's playing some of his best football, the lines are inflated. So because the lines are inflated so much, because he's playing so well, he's struggling to cover these lines. And the, t and the public is going to bet the Chiefs because the Broncos can't put up any points. But in reality, the Broncos' defense is what carries this team to help them cover spreads. So, you know, I, I mean, I could easily see the Chiefs win this by six to seven points. But nine and a half, like, at home and, you know... <laughs> We're not. I mean, I've bet this spot with Drew Locke before. Yeah, I've bet. I've bet the Broncos getting about ten points when Drew Locke was a quarterback. Is Russell Wilson that much of a drop off? I mean, what do we talk about? Nine and a half points, division game. I mean, this just seems to be the trend. Broncos plus nine and a half. Am I crazy for wanting to take that bet? <laughs> Broncos country, let's ride. Uh, God, man, you know. It, fuck, it's just going to be, hold your nose and watch it, dude. It's going to stink. Um, we got a game that I, we really don't need to talk much about. Um, two teams uh, not really <laughs> not really uh, playing their best football. One team is uh, zero expectations. The other team's kind of falling back down to earth from their high streak. We have Panthers traveling to Seattle. Seattle four-point home favorites. And I was seeing a little bit of early money come in on the Panthers. And I get it. Uh, Seahawks have kind of come down to earth a little bit. But 
Here's one big thing that is going to keep me off the Panthers this week. Um, I'm either going to bet the Seahawks minus four, or I'm going to stay off completely. And there's one reason, and that is the 12th man. We have Sam Darnold, Mr. Seeing Ghost, heading to the loudest stadium in the NFL. Um, You know, that is crazy. So, four points at home. Seems a little steep, but if I have to take a side here, I think I'm just going to have to lay the points with the Seahawks and just hope to God that Sam Darnold doesn't just sling the shit out of the rock against the Seahawks defense that's been struggling slightly. What do you think? <laughs> Enough said. Don't need, don't need to talk about it much. Um, okay, perfect. Moving on. We have the Buccaneers traveling to the 49ers. 49ers are three and a half point home favorites. Um... I mean, I'm I like the 49ers here. I know they lost Jimmy G, but let's be real. Jimmy G was not playing that good. Um Brock Purdy showed some I'm not saying Brock Purdy is Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a little bit more mobile. Um you know, he's competent. He showed against the Dolphins. He kept that t- he kept that lead and was like commanding with it. Um and the Buccaneers team is just they're just bad, man. They're bad. Uh you know, I could see this being a pretty low-scoring, ugly game, but, you know, if I have to take a side here, I think I'm going to be on the Niners just simply because I don't bet the Niners because of their offense. I bet the Niners because of their defense. And if the Buccaneers are struggling to score against everybody, could you imagine what they're going to look like against this San Fran defense? They're not going to be able to run the ball. And we know Tom Brady thrives this year when he has a running game. When he doesn't have a running game, this they can't move the damn ball past the 50. They punt and they punt and they punt. And we a prime example is when they played against that healthy defensive Steelers team early in the year, and they lost. Um, I think the 49ers are probably the best defense in football. They're the best coach. Uh, you saw Nick Bosa got not necessarily called out, but, you know, uh, Kyle Shanahan was like, I need my defensive line to get after him. Three sacks against Tua and you know, he basically told Kyle Shanahan, like, yeah, yeah, like, what else you have to say? So this Niners defense is hungry. I think they're going to be playing a little bit more, you know, up to par because they know Jimmy's out and they got to step up for Brock Purdy. I mean, three and a half points seems a little short. And, you know, what what would this line be with Jimmy Garoppolo? Minus four? I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo truly is a whole point, you know, line changer. I think he's about half a point, point max. So if you already think the Niners are win, what the hell is an extra point? I think the Niners probably win this by at least a touchdown. The, the best defense, it's it's going to get ugly. The Buccaneers line just keeps getting hurt and hurt and hurt. You know, they just they're they're getting so slim. The Niners defense is just going to freaking feast, dude. Tom Brady's going to have no time to do anything. So um love the Niners in the spot. Okay. Yeah. It's uh yeah. Um, okay, I have a, a line that I think we may disagree on. We'll see in here in a second. The Dolphins traveling to the Chargers. Chargers are three and a half home favorites. I tell you this all the time. I hate the Chargers as a favorite, but I love them as a dog. Give me the Chargers at home plus three and a half against Dolphins. I... I don't know, dude. Like, I just I like the I like the way the Chargers have been. You know, they've been playing offense pretty well. Um, Dolphins defense has been suspect. Uh, I think if it's a shootout, the Chargers are always in every game that's a shootout. 
Um, they're at home. Like it's just there's just a lot of and I know I know the Dolphins. Their offense can be insane, and they're due for a good spot after how la- how rough they looked last week. Um, but you know I don't know, dude. I just I I say it every single week. If the Chargers are a three point or more dog, I love them. If they're a favorite, I usually fade them. Um, so I'm just gonna stick with my guns. Um, three and a half points. We're getting the hook to. I think everybody. I think the public's gonna hammer this Dolphin spot, and it's it's a scare. It's a scary spot. It's a scary spot to bet on the Dolphin. But um, I'll dig into it a little bit more. I'm sure we'll get some more analysis on it if we decide to take it on uh, pick Saturday. But uh, let's go ahead and move on to this last game. And this last game probably won't touch, but I do have a lean with a pretty good reason behind it. Um, but it, it doesn't. Just because I hate this the Cardinals so much, uh, spoiler alert. Um, because I hate the Cardinals so much, I just I don't think I can bet it. But here, here we go. Patriots Monday Night Football. Patriots minus one and a half traveling to Arizona to face the Cardinals. The total for this game is forty four points. Um, and I'm going to say that this is a very good spot for the Cardinals, and for one reason and one reason only. We remember that the Patriots were plus three and a half against the Bills. Dinell and I both came on here and said everything in the book, in the sports betting book, whoever wrote the damn book, home dog, division matchup, you're getting over a field goal, defense is good, good coach, you take the you take the Patriots, right? We both said wrong. The Bills is the right play here, and it sounds crazy to lay the points because of how rough the Bills have been playing, but there is one reason why you bet against the Patriots in that spot. And you remember why, Donnell? It's because they can't beat running quarterbacks for some reason. They get ran all over. What do the Cardinals have? Kyler Murray. What can Kyler Murray do? Run. He probably runs better than he passes right now. Um, And for that simple reason, I just don't see why the Patriots are favored here. Like, we're in Arizona and the Cardinals are catching a point and a half. Like, what is wrong with this line? The the Patriots can't stop running quarterbacks and they're road favorites. Give me a fucking break. What am I seeing wrong with this line? Do you disagree? Do you agree? Like what what's your thought process in this game? Yeah, that's that's a really sharp line. It is it's a really sharp line and this is like when you see this one and a half, the public usually just says, "Uh, we see uh, this team's got to be better. They have a they have a minus sign and it's under three points. Uh, click the Patriots. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just like one of those plug and plays. But when you really dig into it and you look, like okay, Patriots can't stop running quarterbacks. Patriots have been struggling. Uh, they looked rough last game. Uh, yeah, Cardinals just scream, take me, and they're at home. So, um, you know, this is this is just a bad spot for this Patriots defense. Like you said, this Patriots defense is not fast. They are big and strong. They can stop the run. They can get pressure on the quarterback, but they can't contain quarterbacks, and that's the problem. Once you can beat them, once you can step up in the pocket or get outside, you're free. You're home free. Um, so, yeah, dude, I'm glad you agree with me. Cardinals plus one and a half. Um, yeah, that's that's. We went over, yeah, I'm just double-checking, make sure I didn't skip anything. Yeah, that's, it, it went by fast because there's six buys. There's there's so many buys this week because uh, they put the buys on hold because, like, the whole Thanksgiving and, you know, all that shit. So, um, yeah, they uh they, doub- they doubled up on the buys this week, so there's six teams with buys. So, um, yeah, but, yeah, eh, good because they've been, ugh. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know what? 
I think for a Thursday, I, I don't know how you feel, but I feel like I see the board very clear Thursday. And I don't know if this is a bad sign of where I'm just it just being too easy, but I I feel like I see these games really well. So many points. And I know I know the Bills have blow up potential, but it's just the Jets defense has just been they could they the Jets should have won last week. That that's what that's what really bugs me about this line. Oh man. Yeah, but uh <laughs> Yeah. Um but dude, I think uh I think we're gonna have some really good picks this week. Um Yeah, so preview Thursday, another one down the books. Dinell and I will be back um early Saturday morning. We'll record pick Saturday, Friday night. We'll get it out nice and early Saturday so uh you guys can we, we like to get this out a day early because the lines generally do move a little bit more towards the favorites on Sunday morning. Um, so that's why when we give out these lines, like I try to read these lines out so you guys can see like what we would lean at if that line were right now. Uh, because obviously these lines do change. So um, Saturday we'll come back with some updated lines. We'll talk about some of the live movement and then we'll make a, per usual some of our picks. So... Um, we'll get back on track with the teaser and the money line rod robin and what's up? Yeah, I think I think very quickly, um, if I had to guess what lines move, um, Browns will probably go down into the fives. Um, I also think the Giants go to six and a half because seven is a criminal line. Um and I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos get bet I don't think it gets to ten. I'd be really surprised if it gets to 10, but I do like the Broncos at that 9.5. So um, if anybody who's following us in our picks likes any of these early lines, I think uh, the Broncos, Giants, and Browns are the ones, if you like, to jump on them. Um, those are the ones that I think would move uh, you know, to the opposition's favor. But um, yeah, dude, I'd, uh, I think that'll do it for us. Uh, if you guys enjoyed the podcast, please leave a rate uh, wherever you get your podcast and then uh, comment or you could DM us on Twitter at shred the spread underscore. Uh, if you enjoy TikToks, we do have some content. We got to get up to date on that. But uh, our TikTok is sh just shred the spread uh, for Dinell, for myself. This has been the shred the spread podcast episode 24 preview Thursday. And we'll be back. On Saturday, with Pick Saturday, we'll give our official locks, our money line, round robin, and our teaser. Uh, but for now, we will see you till Saturday. Saturday.